Christian. Yes, Alex. <laughs> Close your eyes. Yeah, my eyes, are, my eyes are closed. Okay. Think of two chairs. Two chairs. Yep. I'm I'm in one. Yep. You're in the other. Yep. Now think of those chairs being in two separate locations because that's how we're doing this. Yeah, I could. I'm kind of seeing that. I'm kind of seeing yeah. like some imaginary like internet wire connecting yeah. us. Yeah. Now imagine. Imagine two intellectuals who are in the chairs, as we stated, you and I, yep, deep course, diving yeah. into not some of the imagine. best best that cinema has to offer. I'm not talking uh, okay, about 45-second yep. reviews, one-minute quick thoughts. I'm talking about getting into the nitty-gritty, deep diving into cinema. So what, like 20, 25 minutes? 20, 25 minutes. Chris, a, I'm not putting, a, a, I'm not putting, a, a, not putting a time limit on this. Okay, 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 yep. I think we should, though. I just wanted to get an idea of where you were going with that, yep. Yeah, well, you know what? Guess where we're going with it first. Where? We're, we're sailing right through to the 2002 hit animated film, Treasure Planet. Oh, tre- Treasure Planet. Is that anything like the uh, 1950s hit Treasure Island, family hit? Well... Well, Chris, let me tell you about the history of Treasure Planet. Okay. Yep, yep. Long, long time ago, back in Walt Disney Animated Studios, two men came to Mr. Disney himself, Ron Clements and John Musker. And they both had an idea of taking the original story of Treasure Island and adapting it for a new age, but in space. Okay. First of all, a phenomenal idea. <laughs> Yeah, amazing right. idea. Because if you know Treasure Island, it's a uh, it's one of Disney's most successful live action films back in the day. Is it? Uh, possibly. Really? I did not know that. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Poss- <laughs> um, and if that's accurate, that's that's quite impressive. Really, really. Yeah, I think it's well, quite the adventure tale. So putting it in space adds a lot of uh, d- more dimensions to that, doesn't it? Very much so. But yeah. But these two directors, they really wanted to make this film, Chris. Really, really did. But, you know, the, the, the folks at Disney, they weren't sure. And they said, hey, go make Aladdin. And then we'll, we'll think about it. Yep. But first, they, Aladdin, but before Genie. Aladdin, but before Aladdin, they said, go make Little Mermaid. And yep. come back to us. So these two guys made Little Mermaid. Great film. Great big Disney animated film. Then they came back to them and said, hey, let's do Treasure Planet. And they said, hmm... Still thinking, maybe go make Aladdin for us. So that's what they did. They went and made Aladdin. They made Aladdin, okay. One of the best, also one of the best animated films. And then they came back, 1996 or 5. And they said, hey, let's finally do it. Let's get Treasure Planet cooking. And Disney said, maybe not just yet. We want you to make this film Hercules. And to that, they said, we're not making Hercules unless our next film can be Treasure Planet. Oh, okay. It and wasn't the original working title? <laughs> uh, uh, God, no. What was the original working title again? <laughs> Treasure Island in Space. Treasure. Uh, you know what? That perfectly captivates it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So, they finally got to make Treasure Planet. It released in 2002. And might I add, it released up against some really, really tough competition. Uh, yeah, I think uh might have been the first Harry Potter film. Yeah. Have you heard and, of that one? 
and Disney's own uh, creation, The Santa Claus 2. Uh, brilliant film. So, yeah, already that's that turns my head because I go, Treasure Planet seems more of a fun popcorn summer film. Why did they release it around Christmas in winter? Yeah, it's pretty strange. Yeah, it's... I mean, there's many conspiracies about Treasure Planet, but have yeah, I sold yeah. you on Treasure Planet yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I am sold on Treasure Planet. Beautiful. Because <laughs> look, Beautiful. as as a, as a young boy, all right, I I never had a father. No. <laughs> and, and I think I caught this one on DVD release because, like we said, no one no one saw this at cinemas. Absolutely no, no. no one. I have a VHS of this. Yeah, still and somewhere around here. I was I was captivated. I was captivated. Yeah, yeah this uh, was... And I always you know, have me. Breaking out of the, the introduction now, this was <laughs> Treasure Planet has been one of my favourite animated films for, for the longest time. Uh, I love almost everything about this film. I, yeah. love, I love the characters. I love the, the, the world building, the writing. You know, uh, yeah, it's just so great. Mm. So these... These two guys, this is like their baby. I mean, at, like I as a younger kid, I, I, there's like Disney movies I loved, and it's like this and Atlantis were like leagues yeah. ahead of anything else. Funnily enough, and this like and Tarzan for me. Tarzan, yep. I feel like anything that has more like, um, I would say like adult themes. Like you know, there's some like more kind of brutal kind of stuff. You know, characters dying and stuff. Yeah, like Atlantis yeah. and in this for sure. And Atlantis, oh, I've only ever seen Atlantis the one time. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it gets as brutal as Treasure Planet, like, where you've got uh, some characters kind of not dying on screen, but, like, (laughs) exiting into a void where you know they're not coming back. Yeah, so, no, like, I mean, if we want to break down the story, if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Treasure Planet, first of all, please leave and go see Treasure Planet, because we're going to be spoiling most of this film. But if you don't care about spoilers and you're just here for Christian and I to talk... Uh, this, this film, uh, centers around a, a, I think he's 15, uh, 15 year old. Yeah. I'd say late late teens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Hawkins, uh, Mm -hmm. voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah. Big up and coming boy at the time. Yeah. Huge. It's, Mm. uh, it's probably the first thing I ever really like, obviously this is something I found out later in life, but this is probably the first thing Joseph Gordon-Levitt ever did that I saw. Really? Yeah. Um, or heard. (laughs) Probably the same, to be honest, unless he animate was in anything else animated. And so, basically, what happens is one day he Billy Bones, a pirate, uh, rocks up to his and his mother's kind of bed and breakfast. I'd say it's a it's an inn, mm. really. Uh, so who, like who who is Jim? Should we say Jim? He's he's uh, how how would you best describe Jim? All right, Jim. Jim's a bit of a. He's a bit of a... Alright, well, like, we, we, when we start off, he's a little kid, and he's an adventurous. He's, like, dreaming. He knows he wants to have great adventures opening, in space. Great opening as well. Yeah. Like, really yeah. sells a relationship with him and his mum. Yes, it's uh, a brilliant um, kind of... What would you call it? An unbreaking of the fourth wall. I can't think of the name, but the... Uh, there's a narration, uh, but then oh, it turns yeah. out to be... It's all in the book. Not narration, it's the kid reading a book. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's such a great reveal, too, when you see his face come up behind all the action. Exactly, exactly. And, he, and he's reading this hollow book about adventure, and obviously we see how he, he, he lusts to take to the skies, if you will. Yeah. 
And then uh, we, we, we cut ahead, cut ahead, and our boy's a teenager. And he's great. What's he what doing? What a great what's, what's, introduction what's with him on him. What what I don't even know what to call it. It's surfing, pretty much, gliding. Yeah. So he's very skilled with his um like jet surfboard. We should say. Yeah. yeah. Jet sail surfboard. Jet sail. We'll call, we'll call it jet sail. And uh, he's, he's flying around, you know, and he's having a good time. But he's trespassing. He's uh you know he's. He's it a troubled like a, teen, a weird let's say. Oil rig too. He's a troubled yeah, he's teen, and and we'll find out why. He, he's just uh, him he's and his him and his mum. Very James Dean like too. His appearance and his attitude in the film. Yeah, uh, very much that towards a James Dean, uh, Hollywood superstar. And yeah, uh, he's he's. I mean, Joseph Gordon Levitt knocks out of the park voicing Jim as well. I, I just have to say that we mentioned we touched on him a little bit earlier, but yeah. Uh, so Billy Bones rocks up. To his mother's inn, uh, and you yep. know, throughout this intro as well, you get the feeling that his mom's not doing the best right now. Obviously, um, they mention that Jim has been in and out of juvie. And yeah, the so that's the thing. We up. we see him trespassing, and then we find out that yeah, this runs a little deeper. Like he's yeah. he's certainly troubled. He's been screwing up, and the mum's like she's having a hard time as it is. Yeah, the po- the poor mum. Yeah, and you know, we also get introduced to Doctor. What's his name, Doctor? Dilbert or something? Dr. Dilbert, yep. So Dr. Dr. Dilbert, Dilbert is, uh, what would you describe him as? <laughs> He's dog man. So in the in this space, uh, pirate steampunk, um, <laughs> Mr. Dogman... <laughs> Mr. Dogman. <laughs> is, uh, he's just a dog man and, and there's humans Doing as well. There's also things. like frog people. Uh, Do you always turtle, look at the Turtle food? person. Do you always yeah, look at the food lo- in that opening? Like that yeah. all the people eating and you go, I kind of want to try some of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty tasty looking. There's some maggots and different yeah. kind of grubs and and the dog gruel. man got got like he looks like he literally looks like he's eating dog chow as well. Yeah, like he's eating dog like food. dog food. Yeah, and it looks good. It looks juicy. It does. Mm. <laughs> it looks tasty. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so <laughs> some of the characters are just random like kind of animal humans, but all humanoids yeah. for some reason. Um, and yeah, so then Billy Bones, there's a, there's a, uh, just a random guy, crash lands, and Jim. Because he's a troublemaker, but he's good at heart, so he goes to help. Billy he's Bones. a heart of gold. That's the one yeah. thing that the movie emphasizes. And he, he brings, without question, he brings Billy Bones straight to the inn. Yeah. Yeah, to his mother's surprise. A, his heart <laughs> is always in the right place, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and so it, uh, throughout this sequence, we learn of a one-legged cyborg um, who is hunting Billy Bones, and this is when Billy gives... Uh, Jim, a chest, which contains a golden sphere, uh, which mm. later we learn is a map to Treasure Planet. Which is that itself, I mean, go, jumping a little bit forward, is oh, that's yeah. a great sequence when they turn the map on. and the, like, if, if I also have to touch on the music here, like that music mm. in the opening, uh, power, what's it, what do we call it? Power surfing yeah. uh, sequence. That's amazing. Uh, James Newton Howard. He knocks out of the park. Uh, if you don't listen to the podcast, I do mention he does this great thing where he takes one piece of music and he alters it to uh, to reflect the tone of what's happening in a film. It mm. more or less it's it's the same beats of the actual music. It, he just changes it to matches it, and he always knocks it out of the park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the music throughout this whole film is brilliant because it's it's basically like orchestral like scores, yeah. right? And then just a few like punky. Nice kind of songs in there. Two two songs. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, Jim's two theme. Songs. 
And then there's the one at the end that plays over the credits. Mm. But yeah, um, uh, it fits so well with the film. Uh, it's not out of place when they bring in those other songs as well. But there's a there's a pretty specific reason for that that we'll, we'll probably get to. Yeah. So after after he, Jim gets warning, he gets the sphere. Uh, the pirates that Billy Bones warned him about, uh, they you know they arrive at his mum's cottage or inn, and mm. they begin to set it on fire and ransack the place looking for the orb. They do. And uh, in this sequence, you know, uh, Jim, Doctor Dilbert, Dogman, and uh, Jim's mum. I can never remember her name. But, no, uh, no. They they all She's escape. A fox though. She she look she she is, uh, and they escape and they go back to Dogman's laboratory. I'm gonna call it because he's a doctor man. Yep, yeah, he's a very and, nice observatory house. Yep, uh, and that's uh, when they find the map. We find out we, we find Treasure Planet and it's uh, real, which it's is this great. fabled uh, thing that the kid enjoyed the stories about, and then we find out it's real. Yeah, because even in the going back to that beginning scene with him and his mum when they're young, he he says, "Mum, do you think it's real?" And she goes. She goes, no, it's just a myth. And he goes, no, I think it's real. Yeah. And so that sets up his... He, and this he knows. confirms that. And it's like, yep. he's been such a lost, wayward guy, but now he has a quest. He's got a purpose too. Yeah. To find and Treasure Planet. Then thankfully funded by Mr. Dogman, because Dog- he's of <laughs> he course... Comes in. He's going to go with Jim because, uh, you know, the mother can't go for whatever reason. <laughs> Wait, why can't she, the mother she, go? No, well, I mean, she can't work. She doesn't have a... Yeah, she hasn't have an inn, so she's just staying at Dogman's house anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm sure they had their reasons. I mean, anyway, I, I guess he's funding. Oh, because he wants to go on the expedition. That's why he's funding it anyway. Yeah, Dogman, because Dogman's a scientist. Okay, that doesn't make sense. So Dogman's gonna take Jim, <laughs> Doctor, and Dogman. he hires a crew and a ship. Doctor Dogman. Doctor Dogman. <laughs> Doctor Dogman. <laughs> Alright, so we come to the the ship on the crescent there's a crescent moon spaceport which is awesome. What what a like what a sequence when That's you, the thing it, with this it, sorry. When like it opens and it takes you through the spaceport, but then you get to the ship and it's just, I mean, it's a very much a steampunk vibe where they've got all these old Victorian-style sets and ships, but they've just been altered to match the space setting. And, you know, the ship, I can't remember its name. It's got a great name, though. Um, and it reflects that perfectly. Like, it's a, it's something that looks like it would come straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean that the Navy, like, you know, the bad guys, technically, would yeah. have. But it's just fitted out. Um, so, it's the... RLS Legacy. Ah, yes. How about that? RL, that's the writer of the original story's initials. Ah, uh, is it? Is it now? That makes sense. I believe they did that. So yeah, so we get on the ship, and then we meet probably the the rest of the characters for the movie, except for except for one one little guy, funny funny mm. little man that we'll mm-hmm. get to. But uh, yeah, so we meet uh, <laughs> we met Dogman. Dilbert Do- Doppler, it is. Oh, I know and now we meet Catwoman. Catwoman. Because, <laughs> uh, of course, there's a Catwoman. Voiced by Emma Thompson. Uh, yeah. Now, what a perfect casting for this. So it's um, this... Captain Amelia. Yeah. Uh, like, they nailed it with Emma Thompson playing this strong female character. Like, she really mm. was the perfect person. Uh, I mean, it could be better if we were doing it. I'd, I'd, I'd throw in a Keira Knightley or an Emily yeah. Blunt. 
to our If planet. it was going to be real life, for sure. Yeah, th- th- yeah. this is our, me and Alex's fantasy live action Treasure Planet, treasure which planet, is going to happen. Which, the more I think about it, the more I don't want to see, because I just think you'd look really bad when you have all these creatures that are I'd have humanoid. enough nostalgia, I'd be, I'd be all for it. <laughs> it'd look like, I mean, I mean, Catwoman would look like something out of Cats 2019. Imagine the rock guy from The Thing, the original one. <laughs> no, from, not The Thing. Sorry, from Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. He is called yeah. The Thing. He's called he? The Thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I'm yeah, just imagining yeah. the Crab Man. <laughs> <laughs> crab Man? Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Okay, but, okay. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we have Captain Amelia, Catwoman. Catwoman. And then her first mate is um, Mr. Arrow, who's a rock man. Classic yes. rock man, you know. I thought his name They're, was Mr. We've Sparrow seen rock men before. Um, Mr. Arrow. Yeah. Bro. I always thought it was Mr. Sparrow. Yep. He's the first mate. And then we meet the rest of this crew, in, in clu- uh, including the uh, half-robot cook, John Silver. Hey. Just, uh, yeah, I'm just and- reading a summary. I, I, oh, he's half-robot. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've heard that there's a evil cyborg out there. Mm-hmm. But this yep. cook, John Silver, he's half-robot. He's not, he's not a cyborg. Yeah, he's not. So, if... Yeah. Look... I mean, we said we'll spoil it before. I hate to spoil it. Like, <laughs> I have so many questions about John Silver. Well, let's say because... Jim immediately suspects that he is yeah. a cyborg. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty... Yeah, um, yeah. Like, does he always... Like, even when he's not... When he's sailing, being like this like this villainous pirate, is he always just in there cooking? Because he's got that down pack. Like, he knows what he's doing in the kitchen. Yeah, so, true. Like, is is um, the culinary arts just always, like, a big passion of his? Like, a side thing? Like... I'm like, not sure how he ended up like cooking. I guess I'd love to see. I'd love it, to see a backstory with yeah. um with John Silver he, where he's a young man and you know his parents are like oh you're <laughs> a great chef you're going gonna go through culinary school you've just gotten in and then he just like gets put on the path of being like this villainous pirate. Yep, I pay to see that. Yeah, I don't know how he ends up starring Louise the cook. I guess he's just good at it. <laughs> That's a good disguise, like, <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, the captain mentions early on that they can't trust this crew because she no. doesn't she doesn't trust this crew. That, well, the um, whole, the this whole cheap crew. crew that Doppler's hired. And why? Yeah. Because they're the most suspicious looking characters <laughs> anyway because they're not even disguising the fact that they're dodgy pirates. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not even... Yeah, they, they're constantly like arguing clear. and talking back. Yeah, one of them is literally an evil spider who's just <laughs> constantly talking in an evil tone, like saying anything. Yeah. Like, this guy could just say hello, and you're like, well, you're here to kill us all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great pirates, yeah. though. Great pirates. Oh, great pirates. But, just really shitty undercover yeah. chefs. Chefs. Yes, exactly. I like to think they're all chefs. They're all chefs. Um, they, yeah. And in this moment, we get we get met to probably the second probably most comedic character in the film, which is Morph, or Murph. What's his name? Mm, little Morph, pink right? floaty boy. Basically can, flubber, but pink. Yeah, and he's a shapeshifter, so he can oh, yeah, make and himself it look like anything. I think that's yes. why it's cool. I think I think it's morph because he can morph into anything. That makes yeah. sense. It is he's awesome as well. Yeah, he he throughout the middle part of this film, I'd say, provides some of the best comedy in the film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like shape shifting into other characters with a little high pitched voice. Oh, with the little like, imitating shape, people. Shape shifts into Spider Man? Yeah. <laughs> Not actually Spider Man, just like yeah. the the Spider Man. Yeah. But then uh that's where we move into where, like, Treasure Planet uh, jumps ahead Ooh. of its predecessors, okay? 
because these oh. these guys that made it, they it runs deeper, right? Because we have they the whole Jim and the cyborg. Jim never had a dad, and the cyborg uh, takes to Jim, and we have a father son thing that starts going on. Which I I I realized the other last time I watched it like the other day, it mm. mainly gets <laughs> built up over a song. Yeah, yeah, mainly. So they they start to like each other, and then we've got the montage of the trip. You know, there's a long way to go to Treasure Planet, obviously. Yeah, it's a planet. Yeah. And uh, while the uh, John Silver, the cyborg's evil, he obviously does like Jim, and then while Jim's suspicious of him, you know, it's it's tender. It's tender. It's Yeah, it's such a great and a complex relationship the two have. Yeah, because... it's, It's not just one way. You can tell yeah. they both really care about each other. Yeah, I, because I, I, Jim Jim never had a father, and then Cyborg comes in and is like teaching him things. But I, then I would say Jim, I've always sorry. Jim as a young go getter, like he's imp- he impresses um, Cyborg straight away. Yeah, like this is what I was going to say when he's driving the ship really well. He's like, oh my god, like you know, I wish I could oh, drive try- a ship like that. He's trying to teach him how to do the ship, and Jim just takes the control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like um, he he likes Jim. That's why he forms this relationship as well. I've I've always got the feeling that like I mean I hate like the relationship. Obviously, it's two way where they both really like each other. But I always felt more that Cyborg like liked Jim a lot more. Like not a lot oh. more, but liked Jim more than Jim liked him, which oh. is. Dude, I just had I just had a big big boom, big brain, big boom. brain boom. Okay, all right. Go, so Jim, it. Jim, right? Jim is a troubled teen, and he's he wants Treasure Planet. Like that's his life quest, right? He sees himself in Jim. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. He the cyborg. That's the cyborg. The cyborg was a troubled young man, and he, he and he he had a quest for treasure. You know. Yeah. And he spent his whole life looking for Treasure Planet, and this is where he's at. He's like given up half his body to these cybernetic parts because he's lost them in this in this quest. In the quest for And he's seeing planet. young Jim wanting adventure, wanting treasure, and he he sees himself. He sees himself in Jim. Man. See, talking about films, you learn a lot more yeah. even just by but yeah, I I love this relationship and this dynamic that the two have yeah. and you know, we did mention that it does take a lot a big chunk of it is over a song, but it's it's such a great song to do it too. Yeah, like yeah, the montages song. are fun. There's an enough origin- exciting bits and like yeah. how it all comes in anyway. And it's like an original song written for the film too. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it's great. Yeah, and uh, look, if <laughs> I see so much more to talk, to. we're not even at the end of the movie, but I, mm. I was going to touch on the animation. Do you want me to touch on it now or after? No, oh, just go for it. Just we're just going to talk because they use three forms of animation in the film. Where they use your classic Disney 2D animated, and then they use their CGI, their 3D models, and yep. then I can't remember exactly what this technique of animation is called, but they used it on their films like Tarzan and this one, where mm. they would 3D render like the whole a whole location, and then in go into that 3D render of it, and then they'd almost use the camera to move around the location. So it was like they're actually there. So it wasn't just. Here's a frame, animate it. Then next frame, animate. It was we've create, we've rendered this whole area yeah, of this, and like the the ship is a great um, example of that. How the camera moves and weaves around the ship is because they went to make that and went to film that. Like there was actually on a location they had a physical camera there, and that's where most of the film's budget went apparently, because that is such an expensive process of animation to do 
And like another great example, not just in this film, but was in Tarzan, where you get that great moment of him going through the vines and like sliding and swinging through them. That was all rendered in the same capacity, which is why the camera moves so fluently around through that. And yeah, it's just so it adds so it, much more to these animated films. Yeah, and it ends up quite ironic because Disney's like <laughs> working on these techniques and like inventing these techniques, getting better at better at anima- animation. And then it, like, culminates in Treasure Planet, which is, like, this brilliant, uh, like, culmination of all the techniques. Like you said, three different styles of animation. Yeah. And we have a budget of $140 million. And Yeah, and, and it lost to how about they $80 million. It, Yeah, pretty much. So... Yeah, you've seen the trailers, yeah. right? M- most people remember seeing this one on DVD, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. the trailers and did the trailers no, are, no justice. The trailers are awful. The trailers are horrible. The trailers, um, like, marketed, like, oh, here's this slapstick um, adventure film. Mm, the, tra- like, the trailers are, are actually a joke. Like, yeah. um, you... The trailers someone, spoil everything. No, too. they... Definitely, they didn't see the film, and they had no passion for the, what they were doing, whoever yeah. coordinated the trailer making. If anyone, like, with a passion for marketing that film, <laughs> like, wanted to make a trailer for it, Go there's home. no way that comes out. Because yeah. it's just this quick, like, slap together, not even relevant. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, and so that's that's a little spiel about that. But if, we're, if we want to touch back just to where we were in the film, so we, yeah. we've now had this great bonding montage, and, you know, yeah. we're really... Go watch Treasure really... Planet trailers. It'll make you angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're really, you know, we're really uh, grasping at this relationship with uh, Jim and then, uh, oh God, why does his name skip me? What's John Silver. Um, yeah, Silver. This relationship between Jim and Silver. And uh, this is when they hit a bit of trouble, Chris. Yeah, so uh, um, we know that um, at this point, you know, everyone, Jim should know <laughs> that the crew is the pirates. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, have, we do have a moment where one of them disposes of... Mr. Arrow as well, which is yeah. Very so sad. A, a star goes supernova on them, yeah, and then it creates a black hole, yeah. And so they yeah, have and Mr. To... Arrow falls into said yeah. black hole, which and is Jim sad. gets blamed for it. Yes, Jim which also like, does get blamed for it, which is so. And then um, that that moment when that happens, we see a tear because Cyborg is clearly unhappy uh, yeah. with his his crewmate on the side he should be with. That he's oh, playing, if you didn't, got, got if, Jim in trouble. If you didn't already hate Spider-Man, uh, mm. at this point, you, you really hate Spider-Man. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. Um, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that that's actually a great moment where, like, you're, they're all, all of his crew are like, hang on, why do yeah. you care about this kid? Yeah. Oh, actually, really, that's, that's a bit more important because... Um, so this whole sequence where they're in a bit of trouble with this black hole... Uh, you know, Jim, Jim is basically like, you know how he started off nervous and like trying to f- kind of find his feet, find yeah. his sea legs. At, the, at, at this moment, Jim is like at peak confidence in himself. Yeah. Like he has been built up, like he is doing so well. Cause he saves captain, Silver in this sequence. Yeah. yeah he, and the captain gives him his orders and he's like the most switched on person on the boat. Yeah. Um, and then because of Spider-Man, Evil, evil Spider-Man. 
his confidence is completely destroyed and he thinks he's responsible for Mr. Arrow dying. Yeah. So, yeah, that is actually a big moment in his character. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank what happens after... Well, that, that's uh, leading in to uh, the mutiny. Yep. Once they get closer... Oh, is that once they get to the planet? No, what? Hang on. Let me find it here. Because I know Jim's hiding with the fruit and you get that great moment where he's in the barrel and he's got all the fruit around him or whatever they are. Uh, okay, crab- so... Um... And Spider-Man puts his hand into the barrel... And Jim just puts a little fruit up so that he grabs that instead of touching and finding out Jim was in there. Yeah. So, yeah, the mutiny happens when they arrive at, at Treasure Planet at the same time as Jim overhearing this conversation. Yep. Um, and the party's kind of split. So, um, Jim is the only one that knows how to use the map. Yeah. Right? And, and there's a moment where Silver pretty much can't, like bring himself to kill Jim and it that may, makes Jim get away with the others. Yep. Yep. Um, so we got the captain injured and uh, this is Catwoman. Yeah. And, and Dogman uh, dog <laughs> moves dog in. Dogman dog swoops in and uh, nurses her back to health and we get a bit of a, a bit of a Dogman Catwoman cat romance. Yeah. And I love, there's a moment where like, I always forget about when watching the movie where yep. Murph has the ball, the orb, and they're both calling Murph over to, like, Jim's like, come on, Murph, come here, and then Silver's on the other side. I'm doing that, Murph is conflicted who to go to, and he ends up hiding in this, like, pouch with food. Yeah. And Murph disguises himself as the orb, and Jim takes the orb and escapes. And obviously, he, Jim doesn't have the actual orb, he's got Murph. And then mm. when they're down, uh, after they get, obviously... They get captured. Oh, no, do they get captured or do they escape to the land? Uh, no, they, they escape because they're still yeah. hunting them. But, um, oh, man, like you have this pink little rubbery floaty man, little guy, yeah. and he's like a total joke. And then he has this like serious character yeah. bending moment where he, he chooses he has to Jim choose. over Silver. Yeah. And so, Silver's, he's clearly, you know, in the wrong. Yeah. So they get back, they get on the land, and before we find out what happens on when the Jim land. finds, yeah, where Jim finds that uh, the orb is actually morph, uh, we meet a new character. Yeah, we meet Ben, and we lo- we, we like ben. ben. We love Ben. He's a. Uh, you yep. said before he's a funny little man, uh, maybe because yeah. he's played by Martin Short. Yep, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah, like he's just constantly spouting off basic pretty basic comedy like, well, you know, I, he's I a crazy actually, robot he's lost his brain and that is that is him he's very loud he's and he very, rolls with that yeah yeah uh i never knew that people didn't like ben neither neither uh, i always thought ben was Apparently pretty much do. yeah I, I i just always assume everyone thought ben was a funny part of the film like we did but uh mm. yeah, people don't like ben that's okay i personally really enjoy ben uh, yeah i, I think he, i like ben yeah, I, I, his comedy normally lands for me, especially the part where they're going through the underground. He starts singing the Pirates of the Caribbean song. Yeah, like that moment. Um, but yeah, so uh, we go to Ben's hideout, and we find out that uh, they uh, Murph is actually the orb, and then that Jim goes, "Hang on, 
if they're here, because also at this point when they're in the Ben's hideout, the crew come out and say, hey, give yourselves up and stuff. We know you've got the orb. We want the orb. And Jim goes, well, if they're here after the orb, they don't know that the orb is actually still on the ship. Yeah, so they think, the bad guys think Jim has the orb, but the orb's in the bad guy's ship, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So then so, him and Ben have to, uh, or is it, it's just him. He has to work out how to get back onto the ship to get the orb. Yes, yes. Am I right there? Yes, you're right. Yeah. So, Beautiful. anyway, basically they they get up there, they get the orb back, and there's they get caught, let's say, right? Yeah, yeah, they get caught. Uh, we do dispose of a certain Spider-Man as well, which is good. Yes, thank God. We like this moment. Yeah, we we, we do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, John Silver takes uh, Jim and the orb, and they head yeah, to... Yeah, there's kind of a, you know, Silver's like, screw Jim, and like, you know, gun to him, forcing him to use the map. All right, putting yeah. the gun to Dog and Catman as well, and yeah. telling him to do what he like says. Well, yeah, we don't like that. <laughs> no. So Silver's showing true colors. Like he, we haven't really seen him be like super. No, he's. This is bad. the first time we get Batman. Silver. Yeah, especially the last time we saw him, he like spared Jim. Really, like really, even though it was foiling him. Yeah. So yeah, Silver is showing he is an evil pirate captain. Yeah, and so you get this moment where they work. They figure out, you know, there's this slot to put the orb in the ground. Yeah. And uh, and then it opens up, and they realize that the orbs actually it, like it opens uh, a portal. So cool, this portal! It's, so it's cool. the best, right? It's like it flipping things. really fast, and we're just seeing all these like different universes and dimensions. Yeah. And it's it the there's different animation styles, and it it I, looks I, yeah. It's a it's as a kid, I loved it. That scene, it's so I, cool. I, watching again, what I really love, I don't know why, but it's is the actual place where they choose the location of where they want the portal to open. The little blue. Uh, hologram where they just press yep. what they want, and obviously they uh, they see Treasure Planet, and they they Jim works out that uh, the treasure is the planet, mm. and then they open a portal and they they see yeah. it, and it takes them basically to the to the treasure, to the treasure. Planet, to the treasure. and yeah. my god, but like, yeah, so this leads film, to yeah, it's beautiful, right? Yeah, oh, dude, when the yeah. when the film's called Treasure Planet. You expect a lot of treasure, and you expect... There's a lot like, of treasure. Yeah. And, and, and the treasure room is, oh my God, like, it's good this it? beautiful, little... rotating, like, al- it's alive. It's like yeah. this, this, like, co- core machinery of the planet with, like, plasma beams yeah. and, like, Do the plasmas are things. so cool how they look like the plasmas yeah. are there holding it up? Yeah, it's amazing. And then, um, obviously, everyone's looking at the treasure, and Ben... Ben, well, Jim finds Ben's brain. Yeah. Because, yeah. After they set an alarm off. Yes, and he finds it on the ship of the original pirate, um, and he clearly just, basically just died clutching his treasure. Yeah, which is Ben's brain. Clutching Ben's brain, which Ben's brain is, of course, like, the only key to finding all this. Yeah, and And Ben's the only one that knows where the treasure was and what defences they put up. For people yes, trying to get it. defenses. So he gets his brain back and straight away he's like, ah, oh, I know. He pulled my brain out so I couldn't tell anyone about the trap. He's <laughs> like, well, what, wait, what, 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 huh? <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. basically what happens yeah. is Treasure so things happen. just starts, starts caving in on itself, really. Yeah. And blowing up. And then it leads to the 
best moment in the entire film. Yeah, the, everything, yeah, the whole, yeah. like, this is the pinnacle of the film. This is yeah, what we've yeah, been yeah. leading up to, the story yeah. and the relationship between Jim and John. Yeah, there's a, there's a, oh, there's a, there's a deep chasm of, of fire, and Jim is hanging, like, just by his hands on the edge, mm. and the cyborg, he's, he's holding onto a ship the, full of treasure. treasure. Yep. And um, he's also trying to reach Jim, because Jim just, has just fallen. And he's realizing that he can't get Jim, he can't save Jim, Jim's gonna fall. Yep. And escape with ship and treasure. And what does he do? He saves Jim. And he lets he go of the Jim. treasure. Yeah. And it, after some serious, like... Oh, some he's hesitation. Like, no, why? Like, and then he's just, like, he's angry at himself because he knows he can't let Jim go. Yeah, and Jim's, like, holding on to the thing. And then one... Like, he slips down further. And it's such a tense situation because, like... I mean, you know he's going to save Jim. It's a kid's animated film. But yeah. I think they do it really well where they create such an uncertainty still around what he's going to do. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you don't expect it when it happens, but... Yeah. Like, you know it's coming, yeah. but it still it's still catches his whole life. His whole life for this treasure. Yeah. And then he gives it away. So, yeah. Also, basically, the entire pirate crew perishes. <laughs> yeah, they all die. Yeah. And we just... Yep, they all just snuffed out. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, Silver... <laughs> Because Silver basically survives because he saved Jim as well. Yeah. Um, so Silver, Jim, and Ben escape. Yeah, um, with Dog and Cat Lady. Yep, Dog and Cat Lady. They're all, um, they're all back on the ship. Oh, and then you have the. I always forget that this happens in the film, where yeah. they have to race against time to not only because the whole tra- the planet's blowing up, so they do exit the portal of the treasure yep. room, but. That's just inside the planet. The rest of the planet actually itself is, like, being crumpled yeah, and destroyed. Yeah. And then so, we're friends again because Silver has, you know, uh, chose Jim redeemed in the end. Himself, redeemed himself. And uh, they're trying to fly away, and Jim has a great idea, and uh, the cyborg, and like, supports back him to straight the away. the opening of the film where yeah. he's flying on the windsurfer or, or whatever. Exactly, and, he, and he's, like, flying through tiny gaps and, like, doing all these great oh, maneuvers. I'm watching it Yeah. Oh yep. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we have Jim on his board saving the day, basically, and we yeah, escape. And he quickly changes yep. it to the moon spaceport, and they mm, and they're just like there. right back home. Yeah, oh. and, then, and then beautiful, yeah, the, beautiful yeah. action sequence, really. Oh, it looks beautiful, like, and yeah. you know, I'm a sucker. The more I, the older I get, the more I have an appreciation for score and music in films. Mm. And mm. oh, just throughout this whole film. Like, I touched on it before, but, like, the score, it elevate like, where it needs to be hit, it hits. Like, yeah. uh, it just adds so much to the film. You get pumped. You almost, like, even thinking about it right now, I'm ready to, like, fist pump in the air and, like, get on my thing and clap. Because I, I, think, I, I, I think of the moment where he clicks the spaceport and every and it cuts to that shot where it, the, you're at the spaceport, but nothing's opened yet. And, like, there's yeah. no portal. And then you see this portal open, the ship comes through, and then the fire, and then just closes. Yeah, it's so cool. It's such a great moment. Yeah, there's such great bits of animation, like we've yeah. already touched on. But yeah, like it. Uh, what was I going to say? It's like it's great. It's just good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, good. they save. They, well, they, they, they save the day. Uh, Dogman yeah. gets the girl. They have a few babies. Yeah. Uh, Jim gets a little bit of treasure back from Treasure Planet, and he does. Uh, and yeah. they help rebuild his mum's business. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and then he's pretty get, happy ever after. Oh, oh yeah, get, and Jim joins the, the academy. 
So Jim his character is saved. Yeah. And you, but you do get that great moment at the end where um, Jim has a choice where John Silver's like, why don't you come with me? He goes, I'm going to go out and do go on more adventures. Do you want to join me? And Jim goes, no, because Jim doesn't want to go down way. the path. Yeah, he doesn't, and he also doesn't want to go down the path that John went down. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then you get Ben ends up working for his mum's kitchen. And, uh, and yeah, we all live <laughs> yeah, happily ever after. happy family. And he but yeah, sorry, what sky. I was going to say, th- th- this movie, what it does amazingly good is the setting and the, like, immersion in that setting. Oh, like, the world. Because it's just, it. it's, there's no, before the movie starts, there's no, like, pre-law for, like, what this is. And then they just create this universe from the start of the movie, which is, as we said, space, pirate, steampunk. Yeah. And it's, like, pirate ships in space... With like plasma jets, <laughs> yeah, and laser guns. It has uh, no, it has it, no right. A film like this, yeah, like... yeah, it has no base, but it just works, and you love it. Like it's, it's so, you want to like it. It's uh, well, it's charming. It's charming. It? Yeah, like, it's right? got, it's, it's charming. Got so much more. It's got so much charm to it. Yeah, and and, and the opening kind of sets the foundations for it immediately because it yeah. just shows these beautiful old, old like oldish wooden beautiful ships like that we would yeah. appreciate floating through space it's so it's such a cool aesthetic and like, it's straight away you're in love with the aesthetic and you're yeah. there in the, the first scenes you're you're like you're, the first scenes you're not like oh why is why is there a like old ship in space you're like, on why? board that doesn't you're make sense board. yeah you're just you're just like oh this is cool like yeah, <laughs> yeah. watch so yeah I'm... watch it the opening will have you in if it sounds weird <laughs> like this is just one of those films that uh, I remember watching a lot as a kid, and then I reckon I went a few years without watching it, and I just went, "Oh yeah, this is that fun kids movie." And then watching it when I'm older and I have a, an appreciation for more of these things, like so much of the film just hits the right places. And yeah, and... it's it's sad to see how much money it lost, and there was a planned sequel that that got thrown out because of how much money it lost. Mm-hmm. I feel I think the movie lost nearly eighty mil in. Um, mm, uh, it looks like it's about 30, 30.5 mil, according to Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds more. 80 mil is a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's just under half that. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, and if you pair, I mean, to be fair, if you look at it from a business standpoint, uh, Treasure Island in space doesn't sound <laughs> like No, it doesn't. A but they maker. put so much behind it with this do. animation, this music. That's what it was. Like, it was it was the yeah. care. They had so much, they had a passion, and, you know, they cared about the film. Mm. And, like, and, it's not like it's just a retelling of Treasure Island as well, because it's got these, like, much deeper themes. Yeah, and complexities. Um, yeah, so they do a good job. Hats off. Hats off yeah, to my hats guys. Off to, it's a five out of five for me, to um, be honest. It's one of those films yeah. that I watch, and I can't find a thing wrong with it. Like, I never watched the movie and just go, oh, well, this can be taken out. I don't really... Yeah, don't that's re- why I was so surprised to... Um, there's there's basically this, this great YouTube video about this movie. Yeah. And um, while they touch on a lot of great things, they, they don't like Ben. They're, I and can't I'd believe never, they don't like Ben. Yeah, that was, that was, um, that's the first I ever heard of that, being out of place. The, the, you know, YouTube, the YouTube video is called Treasure Planet, Disney's Biggest Mistake... And the title makes it sound Definitely like a movie. Definitely go watch that. 
the movie's Definitely a mistake, but like this. it was their attitude towards the movie that there was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. It's, so that goes like, into the conspiracies about how it was released really weirdly and stuff. Yeah, and how Disney just wanted to tank it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which, and they shouldn't have. It's so good. No. We love it. We love Treasure Planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... Uh, I mean, what else is there to say about Treasure Planet that hasn't been said already, though? I don't know. I'm going to go watch it again. Absolutely watching it again. Um, I want a soundboard of just Jim going, that's Treasure Planet. <laughs> we'll get like, that. Really right, enthusiastically. We'll... That right, can get that... anyone keen. <laughs> we'll get that on the podcast, definitely. Well, Okay, for sure. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to Chris and I gush over Treasure Planet, or however Ooh, long yes, this yes. was. I don't know. but uh, oh, I 45 really... minutes. Oh, beautiful. I really enjoyed talking about the movie. Uh, it's definitely made me want to go back and rewatch it right now, so I'm definitely going to do that tonight. Yep, so do I. I look forward to doing some more deep dives like this. I think, oh, yeah, um, Next one's going to kick get ass. A little more... Yeah, yeah, it will, <laughs> it will kick ass. We could, uh, I don't know, this one might be a little awkward, but I don't know. We'll get. We'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah, we'll see how we go. It, it feels, yeah. definitely feels a bit weird not being able to do it in person, but I'm sure we'll get used to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm kind of just looking at a screen right now. But I don't know yeah. when you're going to go talk. That's the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's probably the problem. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, hopefully this was entertaining. Listening. And thank yeah. you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.